Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way, love is what you make of it. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Luciani, welcoming you to another session of self-coaching, where real-life emotional struggle, whether it's depression, anxiety, relationship conflict, losing weight, or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. You know, before we begin today's program, I just wanted to give my Unlearning Anxiety and Depression, the four-step self-coaching program to reclaim your life. I'd like to give it a little plug. It's a very special book to me. It represents a culmination of over 40 years of my developing this self-coaching program. Give it a look. Take a look at what's said on Amazon. Uh, it's in Kindle and paperback or on the website. Take a look at some of the reviews. It's selfcoaching.net. And now let us get into our program. Well, I've come up with a title today that you might find rather interesting. Uh, maybe I'll call it, Are We Stimulus Junkies? And, you know, I, I, I often wonder, I mean, our brains, are we hardwired? to need stimulus? I mean, think about it a second. Do you ever just do nothing? Now I'm going to use myself. I'll personalize this as we go along. I don't really do nothing. I'm, I'm either moving toward something, to do something, to find something to do, to distract. Uh, sometimes when I'm stuck in the waiting room of a doctor's office, I'll I'll go into mental gyrations over things that I want to get done, or sometimes I'll just, you know, try to be present and observe what's going on. But I'm always doing something as opposed to doing nothing. So I got to thinking, maybe our minds are, are evolved that way. Maybe that if we were more complacent, you know, maybe things would be very different from an evolutionary standpoint. Human beings are seekers. We look for things to stimulate us. Now, I'll confess, I am a baby boomer. And growing up, I would say, and this is subjective, you can, you can disagree with me, but I think we were stimulated by less. We had less TV channels. Uh, information was either at the library, or if you were lucky enough, you had an encyclopedia or a dictionary. But there wasn't this plethora of stimulating avenues to go down. Play was always social. You know, you got out of the house. You didn't sit there with a video game. Or you didn't uh, spend hours texting your friends. You went out there and, you know, you played ball and roller skating in the street and touch football and things like that. If you wanted to uh, ghost somebody, I think I'm using the term correctly. Forgive me if I'm not. Uh, you just kept your, your phone receiver off the hook. <laughs> and speaking of phones, no one in my era ever said, gee, I lost my phone. Do you know where I left it? <laughs> of course, our phones were always plugged in somewhere or on the wall in our kitchen. Now, speaking of phones, this, I don't know why, maybe this doesn't bother you um, a bit, but there's something very sad about what I saw the other day. I saw, and I know there are a lot of sad things, and I shouldn't get sad over this, but I saw three young girls 
tweens, maybe 12 years old, and they were walking uh, up the hill from uh, their school. And all three girls had their phones in front of them and they were texting. I was stopped at a traffic light and there wasn't any interaction between the three. They were just texting. And you've probably seen this in restaurants where a whole family, everyone sits around waiting for the food to be delivered in there. They're texting, or they're, or the younger ones are playing games on the on the phones, and so you know we we are drawn in by our video games, by YouTube, by computers, and and I I don't know, I just don't know what it's where it's headed, you know. I know for as adults, you know, and I'm, I'm part of the, the, this get caught up in these TV series, you know, all the cable channels. You know, what series are you watching this week? And everybody's, yeah, did you watch this? Did you watch that? And some of these series go on like for 10 seasons or more. And, and what, you know, what, what's going on? It seems like, especially with the TV and the texting and the computers, it just seems like, I don't know, these are kind of a, a narcotic for our brain, our stimulus seeking brain. And when we allow, tech or tv to stimulate our brains we we're kind of finding that stimulation vicariously now maybe it's a good thing maybe we as we evolve will become more sedate and our musculature will reflect that as we grow bigger bottoms and less strength in our legs as we we watch and click our computers and text our phones i don't know so are we evolving sometimes i think that you know, our, our heads are going to explode. I mean, we, we're putting in so much input. You know, it's just, it just seems like it's such an overload of information, so much readily available information. I, I, as you can hear from my frustration, I just don't know. Maybe what's going to happen is we'll require more stimulation and more stimulation. And maybe this is the evolutionary path we're on. And what we're really talking about you know, when you talk about stimulation, we're talking about the neurotransmitter dopamine. This is the the chemical in our brain that is in the reward center. That is, it's well, dopamine causes you to want things. It causes you to desire things, to seek out and search. It's that pleasurable feeling we get. It increases your general level of arousal and the goal-directed behavior that you might go after. It makes you curious about ideas. And it makes you want to search that internet for a, you want you to Google things for more and more information. So dopamine is a pleasure enhancing part of our brain. It's pleasurable. The things we do that create more dopamine are the things that we'll repeat and we'll do it more and more. You know, with, with some thrill seekers, you know, kind of dopamine addicts, you know, they, they really need to push the envelope, you know, skydiving or mountain climbing, roller coasters, because they get this dopamine punch, you know, this thrill. And you've got to wonder, I guess, if if maybe there's a, a lack of dopamine in the brain for these people that they have to compensate through these high energy, uh, goal-seeking, dopamine-enhancing uh, activities. Now, I, I look at myself and I have what, what I would call, and this is my own Joe Luciani label, I, I, I label myself as having an ADD disposition. 
not uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, but an ADD disposition. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, first of all, I don't consider ADD a focusing problem. And this is this is just from various experiences I've had working with people and myself. To me, it's, it's a lower threshold to boredom. As my mother used to say to me, I have ants in my pants. Uh, I just I just had a hard time growing up with less stimulating experiences. If you find yourself craving stimulation, or if you have a low threshold to boredom, then of course, you're going to suffer a bit. Of course, we want stimulation. Of course, everyone profits from feeling pleasurable chemicals. So you need to really recognize that if you're watching eight hours of TV a day, it's a narcotic, but you're getting your dopamine supplied to you vicariously. Is it a bad thing? No. Is it a good thing? I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, we do become rather addicted to our screens, whether it be computer or whether it be TV. And why Why is that? Why are we moving more and more in that direction? Are we becoming more placid? Are we becoming, you know, just more inert? And, you know, we do stimulate our brains. There's no question. You watch a, a detective show or a sci-fi show or something, you know, even a game show, you know, where, where the thrill is there. So it's not like we're not stimulating that those dopamine centers in our brain, but we're not doing it actively. We're doing it passively. And I guess that's what disturbs me is that it's the passivity of living. I see those three teenage girls, well, preteens, you know, it's just, as I said earlier, there's something sad about, I don't know, it's, it's it's the the inanimate object in their hand and the intensity of using that as what are they doing they're texting another person when there's a person next to it i don't know i just wonder where we're headed because all of this stuff becomes more and more intense you know who knows what these phones are going to do 5 years from now 10 years from now and I, I have a, okay, I, I confess, I do have a problem with cell phones. I do have a problem. When I grew up, all through my teens, through my college years, if you wanted Joe Luciani, you either sent a letter or you called. Now, later in college, we had those answering machines. But, but basically, you're not accessible 24-7. And that's what I have a problem with. Now, I know a lot of young people, they crave being accessible 24-7. So that's part of their dopamine experience. Uh, I would rather use my ADD disposition to, to write another article or another podcast. But no, the phone rings and you're eating supper. You have to answer it. You have to read your text while your fork is going into your mouth with some food. The text comes in anytime, day or night. And the more addicted you become to the phone, is it any less different than the pulling the handle on the slot machines or taking another drink at the bar? The addiction to that stimulation 
I guess that's what I'm saying. I guess what I'm saying is that are we headed toward more addictive behavior because of the tech and TV environments we live in, where we become more and more needy of the dopamine to the extent where it becomes excessive, where it becomes destructive? Are we approaching that? Are we almost there? Are we going to hell in a handbasket? Or am I just an old fuddy-duddy? And I've been accused of that. Maybe that's what I'm getting at. See, I don't know. See, I'm, I'm all over the place today. I know that. And and that's why you know, you're going to have to help me out. And you're going to have to help me understand the fact that all of this evolutionary, and it is evolutionary thrust. I mean, this is a Darwinian age we live in where our brains are actually being manipulated by our tech-savvy experiences, by the stimulating experiences that we have. So it's not a bad thing, of course, because basically evolution is adaptation, and we're adapting to a new environment. And those that adapt will survive, or at least that's the way Darwin stipulated it. So whether you found today's podcast stimulating, dopamine-releasing or not, <laughs> you made it to this point. You you hung in there and you tolerated my <laughs> you tolerated my exploration of all things stimulating and not stimulating. So anyhow, you know, I hope today's podcast uh, brings you a little bit closer to understanding that uh Get away from the vicarious stimulations. Maybe it's my prejudice, maybe not, but try to engage a little bit more in the real life. Try to put the phones down a little bit, turn the TV off a little bit. Uh, just, just get more actively involved in life. Maybe Darwin would hate me for saying that, but eh, you know where I'm coming from. But anyway, I'd like you to visit my website, selfcoaching.net, where you can learn more about my self-coaching philosophy. And until next time, remember that being victimized by emotional struggle, well, it's not an option. And by definition, victims are powerless, and you're not powerless. So remember, everything's hard until you make it simple. So join me every week. And how about we make it simple together? Believe in yourself. Reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender. There is more than it seems. Oh.